Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's Sikha. Um, today is the 10th of Av. I hope everyone's Tishvahs were meaningful. Um, and we are in Parshat Ve'eschanan. I wanted to share, we have had a lot of positive feedback about being added on Spotify. And my amazing niece, Hannah, added us also to Apple Podcasts. So people can spread the word that we are now able to share this in many more formats. Um, and I will continue to share it in the chat in all the other formats as well. Um, and yeah, um, we're going to kick off learning with giving some tzedakah. I have to say, I have to share Ms. Shapiro that somebody actually told me that since this sikha, she now always thinks about Mashiach when she gives tzedakah, and she always says, Gideva tzedakah, Shemek Rev, whenever she gives tzedakah because of this. So I thought that was pretty special. And um, I think we, we, you and I were sharing how people keep coming up to us and telling us about the Sikha. And just want to say, keep spreading the word because it seems to be spreading from, you know, word by mouth, word by word, from word, from one person to another person um, is really how we're spreading Chassidus here in this format. So I'm giving some Sadaqa. And Mr. Shapiro, thank you so much for joining us, Arab Shabbos, as usual. And uh, let's go. Thank you so much, Ati. And thank you, Hana, again, for everything you're doing. It's really exciting. All right, so continuing in the system of Project Lakote Sichais, Shnas Hakel, Day of Achtos, and here we are coming off of Tishabav, and we want to know what's our next focus. So that's what this Sicha is going to be about. It's going to tell us where do we head next coming off of Tishabav. So we're going to be doing Chayla Chavdalid um, on page 47. The Mishnah tells us, There were no bigger Yom Taivim for the Yidin than Chamish Asr Ba'av, which is coming up now, coming up into this week, and Yom Kippur. So to explain this Mishnah, we have a Gemara. Bring to Gemara, the Gemara says, Kama Taimim, we have different reasons given from our Amarayim, Aifdar Yantif from Tuba'av. What was the celebration? What is the holiday that we are marking on this day of Tuba'av? So we have a few explanations that are giving. One, Yaim Shahutru Shvatim Starting from this day forward, the Shvatim were allowed to marry one another. In other words, there was an issue when it came to acquiring the land of Eretz Yisrael that in order to make sure that land remained with a particular shevet, they were careful not to end up having land be inherited by a different shevet. And so that limited the people that they were able to marry. But starting from this day forward, the you know, Shidduch crisis was over and there were a lot more options available to them and people could marry across the Shvatim. Similar to that, there was a certain time where a terrible thing had happened with Sheva Binyamin, the story of Pelegish Begiva, and no one, there had been like a, a decree placed on Binyamin that no one married their Shevet, and starting from Tuba'av, that decree was lifted, and again, it opened up our opportunities of you know, more marriages and more unification that came through um, the Shvatim being able to marry one another. Next, Yaim Shakalubai Misei Midbar. This is the day that the terrible decree of Yidin having to pass away in the Midbar, the 40 years of passing away in the Midbar. When did they know that that decree was over? On Tuba'av. The 40th year on Tuba'av is when they found out that the decree had finally come to an end. Then Yaim Shabitah Hashem Ben Ela, 
had set up a system where he put up blocks that did not allow the people from his melucha to travel into Yerushalayim and to go to the Beis HaMikdash. And he did this to try to you know, limit the contact between Machos Beis Yisrael and Machos Beis Yehuda. And Hosea ben Ela, a later king, lifted those blocks and allowed the Yidin to, from his kingdom to be able to go and make Aliyah Laregel. And then finally, Yaim Shanitnu Haruge Beitar Lakfura. And it's also a day that the people who had been murdered in the massacre in Beitar and their bodies had been left out all of that time. And then finally, on Tuba'av, they were finally brought to Kfura. Then, Tumsaf, then all the way at the end, the Gemara brings the following. Rabbah and Rabbi Yasef, who usually argue with each other, but in this case they're both agreeing with each other, they say that what is the yantav of Tuba'av? Yaim shapasku melichreis eitzim lamaracha. This is the day that they completed the cutting of the wood that would ever be used on the Mizbeach for that year. So there was a big room in the Beis HaMikdash that held all the wood that was used on the Mizbeach for the entire year, and the season for cutting the wood ended on Tuba'av. Why does it end at that time? So from here, we continue with the Brisa. Detanya Rabelezer HaGadol. Rabelezer HaGadol says, Aymer Mechamisha Aser Ba'av starting from Mechamisha Aser Ba'av and onward, Tashash Kaycha the strength of the sun gets weakened. And therefore, Lehaya Karsim Eitzim Lamaracha, and therefore from that day on, they did not cut down trees to be used as the firewood on the Mizbeach, because from that time on, the wood is not going to be as dry. Once there's less heat from the sun, the trees are more moist, and the wood is more moist, and it's not good wood to use on the Mizbeach. So that is the final reason that's given of why Tuba of Zayantif, because this is the day that they completed cutting the wood. Starting from this point onward, wood is no longer going to be considered good wood to be used on the Mizbeach. And so to continue from this, Amar Rav and therefore the day of Tuba Av was called the day of the breaking of the axe, meaning from that day forward, they no longer use the axe to cut down the wood. Okay, so the Rebbe is going to ask some questions here, and they sort of jump out at us. All this whole long list that we went through, one after another, are special things, whether you know, a terrible thing that had been going on by the Yidin and it got fixed, or a lack that had been happening and it was taken care of, that whole list, all different reasons why we celebrate the day of Tubav. Until we get to our final reason, what's the celebration? What's the holiday of the fact that a very technical job got finished? Okay, we finished putting together the wood that's going to be used on the Mizbeach. What's the yuntif? that comes together with it? What's the celebration that we are celebrating on this day? Um, and there are different answers that are given. Some say that until this point, they were so busy cutting wood, the people who were involved in cutting wood, and so they weren't able to focus on learning Tyra as much. But now that they're done with the job of cutting wood, and now they can focus on learning Tyra. Okay, that's one explanation that's given. Another explanation that's given is when you finish a mitzvah, you make a big deal out of it, like a seum, like a seum, say, for Tyra, or like a seum of a, sec- of a section of learning Tyra. And so since they completed this important job of providing wood for the Mizbeach, they celebrated the completion of the mitzvah. And all of these are beautiful explanations. But let's see if we can get a little bit you know, deeper into it, what is unique specifically about this Indian of cutting the wood that it's something that we celebrate and make into a special yantif? Another question, 
the name that we call this day, Yaim Tavramaga. We call it the day of the breaking of the axe. That's like quite an interesting term to use. You know, think about the messages that we want to give our boys, for example. I'm sure they would love this. There's a yuntis in Yiddishkeit, the day where you get to go around breaking axes. You know, like what could be more fun? And it seems a little, you know, off. Do we encourage baltashchis? Do we encourage breaking something? So some of the Mepharshim explained that the breaking of the axe is more like symbolic of the idea of finishing to use the axe. In other words, from this day on, you put away your axe until next year when once again cutting season will begin. And until then, we you know, put away, we stop using the axe. But according to other Mepharshim, it was actually quite literal that at the end of um, when it came to Tubav, they actually they finished cutting. They actually broke their axes on that day. So here comes our questions, like what's the significance of breaking the axe? It almost seems the opposite of the way that Yidin act. We don't do baltashchis. You know, if you want to say that these are a holy axe that shouldn't stand be used around your house because it was used for something in the base of Mikdash, okay, say put it away, keep it in a special room in the base of Mikdash, save it till next year, but just stand to go around breaking things. That's so not the way that Yidin tried to do things. So we're, we're a little bit puzzled. Why would they put a focus on breaking the axe to such an extent that that's the day, like the celebration of the day, the name of the day is Yaim Tavramago, the day of the breaking of the axe. So to appreciate all of these questions, we have to just understand a little bit how the significance, the chlal of the day of Tubav. So let's go to Eistalid. <coughs> the Yesh Lemar Habir, but that's on page 51. The explanation for all of this. Der Maimer from Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, Lehayim Tevim Liyasok Hamish Aser Ba'av, Kumt Behemshech Ukesiyum to Divrei Hamishna Benegayab Tishabav. This statement that Tuba'av is such a big yantif and there's no bigger yantif than Tuba'av is coming from and is the conclusion of an earlier piece of the Mishnah. And the earlier piece of the Mishnah is about Tishabav. And what, is, what do we say about Tisha B'Av in the Mishnah? Thus, is there Yaim Ha'evel B'Shana, that Tisha B'Av is the greatest day of mourning of the Jewish people. Thus, the Meshach HaShana is Nita Nachaza Yaim Hepech HaSimcha V'Hayantif V'Dir Tug from Tisha B'Av. Throughout the Jewish calendar, there is no day that is more the opposite of joy and more the opposite of celebration than the day of, uh, than the day of Tisha B'Av. And so, coming from that statement, Um B'Kesher L'Zeh is the Mishnah Mamshech HaMesayim, so from there, the Mishnah continues and concludes on the positive, and their Ketei takes it to the other extreme, and the flip side of that is So the celebration of Tuba'av is specifically in contrast or to be the flip side of Tishabav. So now we understand Valpiza is muvan v'yumtakas echti tamim now we understand that all the reasons why we celebrate on Chamisha Asr Ba'av, on Tu Ba'av, are meant to be the, the ways to fix or the ways to take away from all the issues that caused Tisha B'Av. So now we can appreciate, let's go back through all the reasons, now we can appreciate how they are meant to be the flip side or the positive fixing to all the issues that happened on, on, on Tisha B'Av. And you can see some of them very obviously. For example, the um, burying of the people of Betar, Rahman al-Tzan, the falling of the city of Betar happened on Tisha B'Av. 
when were the people who had been left exposed from this massacre finally buried? So the positive end of the story, positive, relatively positive end of the story, finally happened on Tubav. Or on Tishabav is the day that the story of the Miraglim happened, and that's when the Yidim were not allowed to go into Eretz Yisrael. What's sort of like the fixing of that? Is that finally on Tubav is when the decree came to an end, and the people stopped dying from the decree of the Miraglim. So we see that it's like sort of like a common theme that the things that we celebrate on Tubav are there to fix the issues of Tishabav. The Rebbe does another one here. I'll mention it because I think it's quite interesting. He talks about the fact that they were allowed to marry into the different tribes. And he says that the ability to marry into the different tribes is actually a sign of the complete um, acquiring of Eretz Yisrael. That if Eretz Yisrael is truly yours, and you don't have to worry about whether or not it's like completely yours, then, there's very, then it's very comfortable to easily marry among the Shvatim. In other words, when we were in this mindset of like, I have my little portion, and I have to like keep my little portion, and I'm not totally comfortable that this is our land, and this is my land, and it will always be my land, then I have to have all these rules to make sure that I kept my little piece of land. But when I'm fully comfortable, and, I, and the Jewish people have fully acquired the whole land, and we know that this is a gift that the Abishter has given us, then we're, then we're not uncomfortable with, you know, will it shift this way? Will it shift that way? Will it end up, end up by this shave? Will it end up by that shave? It, it's ours. And we're not, like, you know, busy, like, grabbing onto our little piece. So the fact that there was this removal of the, of the Gzeira that stopped Yidin from intermarrying among the Shvatim is sort of like a sign of the absolute acquiring and comfort that Yidin have, that Eretz Yisrael is ours. It's a gift that was given to us by Hashem, and nothing can possibly stare that or take away from that. So here we see this like sort of common theme that all of the celebrations of Tubaav are there to fix the issues of Tishabav. Okay, so now that takes us to the biggest issue of all. What is the primary issue of Tishabav? What is the main reason why Tishabav is considered to be, unfortunately, the harshest day of mourning for the Jewish people? So we all know it's because of the Horban. Both base Mikdash, both the first base Mikdash and the second base Mikdash were destroyed on the day of Tishabav. Aha, so now when the Gemara gives the reasons for the celebration of Tubav, the primary reason, the main reason that's going to be given is going to have to be the one that sort of fixes or is the positive end of the end of the story of the Chorban. And therefore, when we get to the end of the Gemara, we have not only that one of the Amorayim suggests an idea, but we have a number of Amorayim on board with this opinion, and that is the opinion that it's the day that the wood was finished to be chopped for the Mizbeach. So now we're going to see how the wood chopping for the Mizbeach is the antidote to the Chorban, is that which fixes or is the positive you know, healing of the story of the Chorban. And this is going to be on two levels. Number one, on the level of if Tisha B'Av's day, the Beis is destroyed, the um, chopping of the wood is sort of like the building of the Beis HaMikdash. And number two, let's go a little bit deeper, the reason why the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed was Sinas Chinam. And so the repair for Sinas Chinam is expressed in the chopping of the wood for the Mizbeach. How do we see that happening? So let's go to... <coughs> um, I don't know if I'll do this one inside. Let's go to Ace Vav, where the Rebbe is going to explain this, but I don't think I'm going to do it inside. So um, just, to, just, to catch our, just to summarize where we're at before we continue into the concepts in Ace Vav. So what we've appreciated so far is this um, 
final reason that the Gemara gives, that the wood was finished to be chopped for the Mizbeach for the entire year on the day of Tubav, and that's the big celebration that we have, we're now appreciating that through the lens that it's there to be the antidote to the Horban. It's there to be the antidote to Tishabav. And somehow the chopping of the wood fixes Tishabav. It's going to fix it by building the Beis HaMikdash, and it's going to fix it through repairing the issue of Sinaschinam. So to appreciate this, in Aisvav, the rabbi says, let's take a look at the whole story of how and why the completion of cutting the wood specifically ends on Tubav. Why does it stop on Tubav? So if you remember, we bought a brysa. What did the brysa say? Because from this day forward, the wood is no longer going to be good quality. The weather cools down, the wood is going to be a little bit more wet, and we're not going to have like, you know, top-notch dry wood. That's the best type of wood to use for firewood on the Mizbeach. So what we're seeing here is that by completing all the wood by Tubav, the, 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 the goal that was ensured is that there's going to be the best type of wood available to be used for the Mizbeach. And that wood is going to be available. There's going to be this big storehouse, and it's going to be available for the Yidin for the rest of the year. Let's appreciate the significance of that. So it has a double significance to it. Number one, the most important thing that happened to the Beis HaMikdash, the most important purpose of the Beis HaMikdash was for Yidin to bring karbanais. As a matter of fact, the Rambam uses an expression, you can see it towards the end of page 54, bayis Hashem, the Yidin were meant to create a home for Hashem. And what was the purpose of this home for Hashem? You can see it in italicized letters at the end of page 54. Muchan lihiyais makrivim by harkabanais. That this house should be a place where karbanais were able to be brought. So the ultimate of the completion of building the Beis HaMikdash is expressed when it is a building where karbanais are able to be brought. And therefore, the day when that was put into place, where all the wood was stored and ready to be used for karbanais throughout the entire year, becomes a day that celebrates the, you know, sort of like completion of the building of the Beis HaMikdash. And that's why it's such an antidote to Tishabav. Tishabav is the day of Chorban. Tubav is the day of truly preparing and setting into place the purpose of the Beis HaMikdash, a place where Karbanis can be built. So now we've covered one piece of it. But let's take it a little bit deeper. What about the issue of the the reason that caused the Chorban, the issue of Sinas Chinam. How do we see that expressed when it came to the cutting of the wood? So the Rebbe shows here how the cutting of the wood is like captures for us the ultimate example of being there for a fellow Jew, the ultimate example of, of tzedakah, of going out of your way for another Yid. How do we see that? So once this wood is here, once this wood is available in the storage room, it means that any Yid who needs to bring a carbon has the opportunity, has the ability to be able to bring a carbon. That applies to each Jew individually for whatever personal needs they may have for their own, let's say, a carbon chatas, a carbon adava, or whatever else it might be. And it also means that the carbonus tzibar, the carbonus that were brought on behalf of Yidin, and every Yid was a part of that carbon, and every Yid was taken care of in that carbon, are also being included in, um, in the wood that was prepared for them and set aside in the storage room. So the greatest way to give tzedakah is kamos and echos, to cover the most amount of people and to do it in the best way possible. 
Both of those happen when it comes to the Yantav of Tubav. Because what happens on Tubav? You have now given staka to the entire Jewish nation. Every single Jew across the board received the gift of having the ability to bring karbanais on the Mizbeach, received the tzedakah, received this opportunity of being able to bring their karbanis in the Beis HaMikdash. So it's sort of like the act that covered every yid, that every yid was able to be impacted by it. You know, we have like a tzedakah organization and they try to advertise like their impact. Like, you know, this many people were helped through da-da-da-da-da and they throw out all these numbers. The chopping of the wood, they were able to claim, we helped every single Jew with the chopping of the wood for the Mizbeach. So on a level of kamos, like there's no greater tzedakah that goes on. What about on the level of echos? So we had that, that um, statement that was given to us by Rabbi Lazar HaGadol. They made sure that the type of wood that they were giving for Yidin to be able to use on the Mizbeach was top-of-the-line wood, wood that was very dry and would be excellent firewood to use on the Mizbeach so that the Yidin's karbanais would be given in the best way possible. So both on a level of kamos and on a level of echos, we have like the highest caliber of tzedakah giving going on on the day of Tubav, on the day that all the wood was prepared and ready to service every and any Jew for the rest of the year and give him his opportunity to be able to bring his karbanais, whether it's his personal karbanais or karbanais that are given on behalf of Yidim. And in this way, this is how the Yantuf of Tuba'av negates the sinas chinam that caused the, that, that caused the Chorban that is, you know, being characterized on Tishabav. So this is how the day of Tuba'av is the antidote to Tishabav. Tishabav was caused by sinas chinam. Tuba'av is the greatest moment of tzedakah, of giving, giving bekamos, giving be'echos, and really, really being there for every yid in the best way possible. Where do we see this expressed? We see this expressed in the name that the Yantif is being called. What day is it called? Yaim Tavar Magal, the day that the axe was broken. So this meaning of the axe, we all know that there's a very important rule that you're not allowed to touch um, the Mizbeach with iron. And the reason you're not allowed to touch the Mizbeach with iron, you can see the words inside in Isaiah on page 55, second paragraph. Shahabarzal nivra lekata yam shal adam, the hamizbeach nivra laharich yam shal adam. Iron was created primarily for weapons. Its purpose is to shorten man's days. The Mizbeach, through the kapara that people receive on the Mizbeach, was created to lengthen man's days. So the antithesis to the, I guess, like greatness of the Mizbeach is symbolized in iron. So when we get to the day of Tubav, and we now have all of our wood in place. And it was done in such a way that it can be accessible to every and any yid. And it was done in such a way where the best type of wood was set aside for, for any and every yid. Then we can say, ah, oh, we're ready to break the axe. In other words, we're done with war. We're done with sinas chinam. We're done with those things that shorten our lives. We're done with hatred and death. We're breaking the axe, and we're now ready to only have the, you know, the ava, the lengthening of life, et cetera, et cetera. So this, is, um, this was actually done at this time. They actually, according to some opinions, they actually broke the axe. And the symbol of breaking the axe was to bring out this idea that through you know, this act of tzedakah that was done at this time where they provided this wood for any and every Jew, in this way they were able to break the axe of war, of killing, of hatred that is symbolized in the weapons that are created with iron.
So now we see what the yantav of Tubav is supposed to be about. Go to page 56. We're going to do Eishas inside. So now we know where we're headed. We come from Tishabav and we go to our Yantif. What's our Yantif? Our Yantif is Hamisha Asar Ba'av. And what is the theme of that Yantif? The biggest theme of that Yantif is Achdos. And that's you know, being expressed by this day, the day of breaking the axe. Break your axes. Get rid of your senseless hatred. Get rid of those things that, you know, limit people's lives and break down people's lives, and it's time to get rid of that and focus on achdos. It's der heipech, it's the tikkun and bittol from sinas chinam. This is the antidote. This is how we transform. This is how we get rid of the sinas chinam versus given the sibas that caused the chorban. So is Muvan Vasta Yantif Simchavantubaav is Bashtanin and Dam Vas Banesi Wishalaim Yaitsaits Vachilis Bihramim. And so now we appreciate how the Yantif was celebrated. It's considered the biggest Yantif by Yiddin. How did they celebrate it? They celebrated it by dancing together in a circle. The girls of Yushalaim would go out and they would dance in circles in the vineyards. As Nitkukendik of the Frashidin Khilukim Tivishinze, and the emphasis of how they danced was not to bring out their differences. You had their yafyefiyes, miyuchasais, mechuarais. There were the beautiful ones. There were the ones with the outstanding yichos. There were the ones who were not so beautiful. And the Brisa tells us, they go together in one circle, with peace and with unity. So you have some who you know, maybe da-da-da-da-da, super special, and you have others who might not be. The emphasis of Tuba of is we dance together in one circle. That's the simcha, that's the yuntif of Tuba of. And to take it a step further, All the girls would wear white clothing, but they didn't wear their own. Each girl borrowed from someone else. Why did they do it this, in this way? In order to make sure that there shouldn't be any embarrassment, that if one girl didn't have her beautiful white dress, she shouldn't stand out that she doesn't have, that she's the not-have, she's from the less-thans. And in order to like, take away that emphasis, each girl borrowed from someone else. And the Gemara describes it. Is How did they do this? The the princess would ask from the daughter of the Kain Gadol. The daughter of the Kain Gadol would borrow from the helper to the Kain Gadol. And the point was, This emphasizes even more so this more peaceful and unified way of acting with one another. That, that girl who may have fallen into a more, quote-unquote, you know, important category, she's the daughter of the king, she's the daughter of the Kain Gadol, what does she do? She goes out and she has to borrow. She has to ask, she has to ask from. She has to lower herself and receive from someone who may belong to a lower category. So that real achdos is get off your high horse, even if you're super special and you're better, and you get off of that position and you go out and you receive from someone else. You go out and you receive from those people who look like they are lower than you, who don't necessarily shine in the same way as you. And that's the real achdos that we're bringing out on the day of Tuba'av.
So let's summarize what we have so far. The biggest antidote to Tishabav is going to be achdus, is going to be staka, is going to be giving to one another and giving in such a way where we're not highlighting I'm the giver, you're the taker, but rather that we get off of that place and we dance together in one unified circle, appreciating one another, seeing the best in each other. Break your axe and look out for the good in someone else. And this is how the Masechta concludes. The end of the Masechta tells us also about a circle, a circle that will take place when Mashiach comes. We will all dance together with Hashem. All of us are going to dance together with the Ebeshter, etc., etc. So again, we have this symbol of Unity, one circle. Here we're going to have when Mashiach comes, the full achdus and the full unification where each one of us are united with each other and gain from one another. We're all those tzaddikim who dance with Hashem. Tuzamin, all together, and there's another sikha where the Rebbe explains this whole um, image of the Abishar dancing with all the Yidin. If you want to look, up, look it up, you take a look at footnote 80. The Rebbe explains it there in the Kutasich HaSchelik Yotas. So, And what will happen on that day? That will be the true day of the breaking of the axe. Throughout the entire world. They will break their swords into plowshares. Never again will one nation lift up sword against another. And then we'll have the true purpose of the Mizbeach, the true purpose of the Beis HaMikdash fully expressed when our lives will truly be lengthened. And when will that happen? Eternal life, the life of Every year will be included in this. Every Yid will take part in this beautiful circle that the Abishter will make at the time of Chiesa when we're going to have that truly full and eternal life. So just to sum up, coming from the day of Tishabav, going forward, our focus is on Tubav. Tubav is our antidote to Tishabav. What do we need to do? We need to break the axe. We need to take away anything that um, stings of you know, I'm better than you, or, uh, you know, this is mine, taking mine, any of that kind of mentality. And instead we want to look towards the mindset of the people who chopped wood on behalf of the on behalf of the Mizbeach. Make sure that you're chopping in such a way that you're giving the best for every type of Yid and any type of Yid to be able to have access for what he needs in the Mizbeach you know, to bring, to bring him the, uh, the best life that he needs. Let's act like the girls of Yerushalayim, you know, not emphasizing what's better about me or you know, my, my higher position, but rather to look to another person as someone that you can receive from, you can ask, you can borrow from them instead of putting yourself up in this high position. And in this way, we will all dance together with the Abishdar with the coming of Mashiach, and it should happen now. And as the Rebbe concludes the Sicha, Bimheira Biyamenu Mamish. Amen. Thank you so much for, for like, learning this with us, going into Shabbos. Yep. Especially coming off the Shabbos. Very excited to It's like our new theme, Break the Axe. <laughs> My boys will love it. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank All you right. so much. Shabbos. Have a good Shabbos. Take care. Bye.